You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey everyone, it's Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. I hope you're doing well. Um, what is there to say now? Uh, once again, the Cincinnati Bengals take a game down to the wire. They look like they have it won at the very end uh, in, in another miracle fashion. And unfortunately, the Bengals just uh, couldn't close it out. And they cannot figure out a way to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers once again. Um, so much to digest here. A lot to take away. A lot of positives. A lot of negatives. Um, I, I, I guess we can begin. We'll, we'll begin with our first comment here by Eric Von Hertzenberg saying biggest load of BS calling by the officials. Um, there was a lot of issues with the officials. Yes, some late. Um, I, I will say that some of the penalties they called were uh, they were penalties, but others crews I've seen look over overlook certain things like that. I don't want to harp too much on the officiating because. That's going to be a thing every game and every loss, every fan base is going to say, oh, the officials took it away from us, all that kind of stuff. Um, the, the, yes, there's there's a lot of, there, you know, the, the Atkins holding, defensive holding, the uh, the non-call of a pick at the end of the game where Antonio Brown scores. Those are all things that um, you can point to. But that doesn't excuse Cody Core dropping a critical third down pass. It doesn't excuse him dropping another pass across the middle. It doesn't excuse the defensive line getting zero pressure on Ben Roethlisberger all day. It doesn't excuse the Bengals' defense getting zero turnovers today. It doesn't excuse... I mean, the list goes on and on and on. We can we can sit here and we can point to the officials all we want about the Bengals. They cost the Bengals the game. They did this, they did that. There were a couple of questionable calls, but you know what? They the Steelers had a couple against them as well. One being the James Conner non-touchdown. Some people believe that's a touchdown. Some people believed it, it was not. And you know that uh, I guess if you want to use their word karma, uh, I guess karma came back to, for them as they as they ended up, you know, as they ended up winning the game. Um, very very difficult to describe a lot of things today in terms of emotions and how you feel and uh, you know Cincinnati coming back and there and Andy Dalton playing the way he did against the Steelers two touchdowns no interceptions no fumbles was sacked three times pressured numerous times um two touchdown passes led the drive with a number of passes with under a minute and a half left or a minute and a half or so left to take the lead. And I mean, what, what else can he do? He's had some stinkers against this team for sure. He has not played well against the Steelers at times for sure. 
But he did everything he basically could today to get that team a win. And I don't know. I see Jeremiah Woolsley says need to run the ball more. Yeah, it was very weird. At times, Cincinnati didn't run the ball well, didn't run the ball well. Then all of a sudden towards the end, kind of like the last couple of weeks, Joe Mixon and others found some creases. Joe Mixon still ended up with almost six yards of carry today. Um, So I don't, you know... I think maybe at some point in the third quarter, maybe you stick with the run a little bit, but Pittsburgh's pass defense is one of the worst in the leagues. So, you know, you got, you got to exploit their weaknesses as well. So, um, you know, that it's a loss that makes you feel confident in the Bengals in a weird way, because once again, they came back and had a lead late and, and almost pulled off a big win. Uh, But it's also a disheartening one because for all of the things that they have done this year, all of the great things, yet again, this is a team that you need to be able to beat when it comes to January, when it comes to February, when it comes to getting into the brackets in January and February. This is the team that you need to beat. This, This is it. This is the team. And... They cannot beat this team. They have a sub-25% record against, uh, under Marvin Lewis against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That is not getting it done. That is just, it's deplorable. And in, I think now we're talking 18 tries, 18 games at Paul Brown Stadium under Marvin Lewis. The Bengals have won twice, and that includes playoff games. That includes everything. 2-16 and 16 at home against a division rival. That's unacceptable. And I, I really like what Marvin has done this uh, this season with this team. I really like the direction this team is heading. But as much as we want to believe a lot of things have changed, this team can still not this, – this Bengals team can still not beat the Bengals team. Now, I want to say this. I was pleased from the standpoint that, yeah, there was chippiness in the game – during the game and there's a little bit of smack talk and all of that but for the most part pretty clean in terms of personal foul penalties and all that extracurricular stuff not a ton of fighting not a ton of wasted time not a ton of uh, you know crap for lack of better words um with, with all of the issues that have been part of part of the thing part of the rivalry over the past couple of years especially but if you read Twitter and if you see some things, unfortunately, there was a fight after the game, uh, some sort of fist fight after the game, and Bengals players were involved. I don't know details of it. Luckily, TV viewers were not able to see that because that's pretty ugly, and that's not what this should be about. But, um, you know, it, it did happen, unfortunately. But in terms of other things... Uh, I see Jeremiah Woolsley says we got to forget this game and the prime and and focus on the primetime game against the Chiefs. Well, that's another scary thing because yes, we can sit here and say yeah, the Bengals slayed a a demon that's plagued them in the past in terms of beating the Ravens on Thursday night on primetime TV earlier this year. For sure, they did. Problem is, it is a primetime game. The Chiefs as we sit here on Sunday afternoon are undefeated. Uh, that could change easily with their game against the Patriots, but they are undefeated. And 
Cincinnati now comes into this game, this Chiefs game, pretty banged up. We don't know what the future holds for Billy Price. He's been out and, by the way, was missed greatly this, this week. Uh, Trey Hopkins got kind of abused on a number of different occasions. Um, we don't know. We think John Ross will probably be active, but we don't know. Giovanni Bernard, probably not going to play by, by most indications. Mark Walton, I like the player, but was a non-factor today. Um, you had a number of different guys on the defense. Sean Williams, Drake Kirkpatrick, William Jackson, Nick Vigil. Uh, I mean, the Darquez Denard, your top three corners, were in and out of the lineup at a, at a number of different points of the game today. So who knows what who knows what would have happened, uh, what will happen next week with all these injuries. Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if the Bengals, you know, they, they put out a really, really solid effort today against the Steelers. Um, there were things that made you feel as if certain, certain times they were outmatched. Um, and I think part of that is injury, but, um, you know, we can use injury excuses. We can use the official excuses. The bottom line is the Bengals had enough guys to go out there and beat the Steelers today. They had the game won with about a minute and a half left and a number of factors, both on that final drive and throughout the day, uh, plagued them and, and caused them not to win. Uh, you can't have dropped passes on third down that are right in your breadbasket that are big gains. You can't squander a 50-yard kickoff return to start the second half and get no points out of it. You can't drop other passes. You can't let up third downs left and right. You can't, uh, you know, I mean, the list goes on and on. The list goes on and on. And um, that's kind of the story of today. There's a lot to be encouraged about. You know, I mean, this Steelers team is beatable, and this Bengals team kind of looked as if they will be able to beat this team uh, if given, well, they are going to be given another shot. But, um, you know, that one's in Pittsburgh. It's week 17. Both teams will probably be fighting for the playoffs at, at this point. We don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, the thing I'm, I'm a little uh, worried about at this point is the next the next three games because I, th I thought that the Bengals in these with the Steelers game and the Chiefs game they at least needed to go one and one with preferably a win over the Steelers um, now you know you're already 0-1 going to Kansas City on Sunday night banged up that's not good and you have uh, a Buccaneers team that who knows who they are at this point, and you've got a pretty tough Saints team uh, to round out really this this month of October. So, um, you know, different different games ahead. Hopefully, the Bengals can still find that magic. Hopefully, this one doesn't set it back, set them back too far. Um, we'll see. Some other positives: Tyler Boyd looked very good, making many diving catches, two touchdowns today continues to be a great number two wide receiver for this team. A.J. Green kind of started slow, but made some nice catches as well. Um, Joe Mixon made some plays at the end of the game, particularly, and, and that touchdown. So a lot of good stuff on offense. Um, Cincinnati's defense did hold the Steelers twice on some critical occasions to field goals, um, but no turnovers, no sacks. I, I, I mean, minimal pressure. And obviously that had something to do with how the secondary played and, and all of all of that. Um, 
I was a little disappointed in Vontez Perfect today, to be quite honest with you. Uh, I thought that I saw him kind of get uh, bullied around a little bit by not only the Steelers' offensive line, but by James Conner. And I saw him take himself out of the, the game a couple of times for being winded. He dropped an interception in the first half. That would have been huge, deep in, deep in uh, basically it would have been way deep in Steelers' territory at that point. Um, and, uh, you know, James Conner just was more physical. And uh, it was, it was tip, typical Steelers football, in my opinion, when they play the Bengals. And even when the Bengals did some good things, played some played pretty hard, did some nice things throughout the day. The, the Steelers still found a way to win. They took advantage of Bengals' mistakes or, Bengal, or the things that the Bengals didn't do, and they won. Essentially, what, what I think Bengals fans need to be resigned to at this point under Marvin Lewis is that they need to be fully healthy, and they need to play a near-perfect or absolutely perfect game to beat the Steelers because that's Otherwise, a sub 250, 250 winning percentage and two wins at home over the past 18 tries, that's not getting it done. And uh, so, I don't, I don't know what else there is much to say about it. Hopefully, some of you took some positive takeaways as as I did, but uh, this one stings a bit. This one definitely stings, and uh, now there's going to be. Even though we didn't see a lot of extracurricular problems um, during the game, apparently, as I said earlier in the in the in the broadcast here, apparently there's going to be uh, some issues and and some talk because of a fist fight after the game, which is at some point this kind of stuff has to has to stop. So um, if if Cincinnati can maybe beat Kansas City and um, you know take at least one of the next two against the NFC South opponents. Um, you know, they're, they're still good. They're still right back in the thick of things. Where, look, they're 4-2. They're still on top of the AFC North. But this was just one you really wanted them to have. I know they wanted to have it. And um, in Week 17, it's going to be a, another another big showdown. And, and essentially, essentially, the Bengals need to play a, a pretty much perfect game, it seems like, to be able to beat these guys. Um, Aaron, Aaron Blakeney, uh, why can't we cover tight ends? I don't have a true answer for that. I guess my 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 answer to that is um, I would say you know we don't take a lot of stock in in uh, we being the Bengals they don't take a lot of stock in drafting or bringing in high end safeties but that's not necessarily true. They used a second round pick on Jesse Bates last year and he's kind of the rangy guy. I, I but what they haven't done is use a lot of high capital on uh, you know a real solid. You know, one of the exciting prospects in the draft at linebacker, whether it's a real rangy guy, whether it's the the guy manning the middle or what have you. Preston Brown's okay. Um, you know, Vontez Perfect is a, is a, is good when he's healthy and not doing his certain things. Um, but you know, this team still hasn't, for some reason, for all of the defense, defense, defense that Marvin built in Baltimore, he, he hasn't really done. He hasn't really picked the linebackers very high um, with the with the occasion of you know maybe one once or twice um, and, and I think this team needs you know a solid middle linebacker that's you know a, a team leader an athletic guy they also need a guy that can that can run around with these tight ends and uh, or they or they mix up their defensive looks with more athletic defensive backs out there at all times because this league is using those athletic pass catching tight ends and Cincinnati has yet to, to uh, come up with that so 
anyway, uh, that's going to do it for us. Again, I'm Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com. Check out our podcast that we do every week. Um, and check out all the content on CincyJungle.com. News, opinions, analysis, updates, all that good stuff. It'll be there. And, um, I, you know, let's try and shake this one off, I guess, as Bengals fans. And uh, hopefully this team starts to... Gain, regain some momentum after this one and, and regroup and get healthy because that, that seems to be an issue too. Have a good rest of the weekend. Hello, I'm Ashley Carmen. I'm Caitlin Tiffany. We're the hosts of Why'd You Push That Button, the Verge's show about all the choices technology forces us to make. We're back for season three, talking about questions like, why do you delete your tweets? And why do you type in lowercase letters that make you seem like a serial killer? <laughs> and why are you on an exclusive dating app? You're not that special. <laughs> We're releasing a new episode every Wednesday, and you can find this anywhere you typically find podcasts, which is Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts. So go ahead and subscribe and check us out. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.